0: FM Podcast, this is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to more conversations from the Moment of Truth Summit in Springfield, Missouri. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction, righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots. And today is Wednesday, August 31st, bringing you this story tonight from Arkansas, a state I haven't been in. What a beautiful state it is. Sitting over, did some visiting today over in Herber Springs, a great place. And there's even a John F. Kennedy Memorial. I didn't know about that until today either. It's beautiful. So, Patriots, before we begin, make sure that you are taking good care of your sleep. You're sleeping well. You're getting the strength you need in sleep. And the only way you're going to do that is to have great products to sleep with. Things like My Pillow Classic.
1: Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and my employees and I wanna thank each and every one of you for your support by bringing you the MyPillow that started it all. My MyPillow's patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs, regardless of your sleep position. So go to MyPillow.com or call that number on your screen now. Use your promo code and you'll get my standard MyPillow for only $19.88. For a more custom fit, my premium queen, only $24.98. Or my premium king, only $29.98. This is a limited time offer, so order now.
0: And Patriots, that's MyPillow.com forward slash Bards, promo code Bards. And, of course, you can get over there and take advantage of many, many savings in addition to the My Pillow Classic. Check it out. All right, so I'm not going to belabor this too long. We have three interviews tonight. One, Joe Ray Perkins from Oregon. We have one of the people that's leading the movement on the New California movement. And also Pastor Dave. This interview is a little bit long tonight, or this show is a little bit long. But I think you'll enjoy all three of these fantastic interviews, again, all from the Springfield Missouri summit the truth the moment of truth summit that was put on by Mike Lindell on the weekend of 20 and 21 August here we go this is an amazing day and we've got so many people rolling around and the only problem I have is getting everybody squeezed in for interviews the one thing that this conference absolutely typifies is what's gonna make America great in a true sense. You've heard me talk about that so much, and what is America? What is it to make America great? Because I can't stand just the words, I wanna see action. Tasks and standards, tasks and standards, tasks and standards, it's gonna be my new mantra. And what that means is we need people that are taking action, and so we're seeing that. But right now, I have Joe Ray Perkins up who's running for Senate in Oregon. Hello Joe Ray, how are you doing?
2: Hey Scott, great.
0: So you are um, <laughs> in our state. I know. I'm not laughing at that. I'm laughing at the corruption of our damn election system. Because you have already proved that you got your election was rigged against you last yes. year. All right, so what are we gonna do about it? That's the question. <laughs> the
2: twenty twenty or the twenty two. So are you running
0: you're you're up this year for twenty twenty? Well, 22. 2022.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's what I said. You're, you're right. right. So, I mean, it, they
0: they blew you off. I mean, basically, we had the, the Oregon group here that is proven without a, without a shadow of a doubt mm-hmm. that it was in a rigged election. Right. I mean, Oregon is motor voter nightmare. Yes. Uh, are you part of any of the work that Dr. Frank has been doing?
2: I actually gave Dr. Frank some information when he was in Oregon.
0: Good. Okay.
2: Um, he did not know that in January that the, well, that last fall the legislature's legislators decided to reactivate all the inactive voters really yes
0: and that's how they buried it
2: and that, well that was that didn't happen until this january they reactivated them all so they're padding the voter rolls
0: already so now what's that mean for you though
2: well we don't know right we, we, we don't know what that means We've had a lot of people that have been doing canvassing, going out and checking addresses, but I've asked them a question. going, look, a homeless person can be registered to vote. That's legal. If they live at the southeast corner of, the, of I-5, the interstate there, you know, right through Oregon, and Market Street, that is a legal location. If that's, you know, there was a homeless camp there for several yeah. months, right? They could list that as their address and then have a drop box, a, a, drop, a, a postal mailbox. Right. That's legitimate. The question is, did they vote? When you went to the empty warehouse with this list of names, did those people vote? If they didn't vote, then you're wasting your time. You yeah. want to wanna know if they voted or didn't vote. But point out to the elections clerk that nobody lives there. That part is Okay.
0: Right. When you live you live in Kaiser I live in Albany Albany yeah I mean like right, close enough to the eyes of hell, which yes. is in Salem and right. uh, north into the pit of Antifa.
2: <laughs>
0: I mean what's stunning to me we, we've had the, Dr. Frank establish, without a question that Portland lost that Portland Metro right two to three hundred thousand votes, I think it was even closer to four when he was through were stolen from people and it's like i don't know if they're not getting it or if they're just back into making portland weird and they're thinking that's part of this, the time warp they're living in i mean portland is a bizarre place and it's it's a critical hub in oregon because it carries a lot of voter weight yes so i know you spent a lot of time getting you do a lot of ground campaigning yes which is to your credit i mean you, you literally Patriots just so you know Joe Ray is one of the candidates. And when you see somebody like this run for Senate, you want them in Senate. She doesn't have a huge budget. She gets in her car. She literally drives. She doesn't have big campaign staff. She literally drives from one end of the state to the other. She meets with small groups. She comes into communities. She sits with them, talks to them. Here's their concerns. I, I want Joe Ray in Senate because then I know that we could, like, start getting rid of Portland. Like, maybe annexing it off into Washington. Let's just
2: make it the state of Portland. <laughs> completely
0: (laughs) i have no problem all right so i mean obviously my concern is always in and we've talked about this is just the legitimacy of the vote it's not a question of your of your capability you're you should have won that last election
2: and i might have we don't know
0: why you did i mean i I, and i'm going to say that just because when we start to look at close races and then sudden flips there's just no question what's going on we're we're well beyond the question now all we have to do, literally, for the for the wonks out there is just to th- prove the data. Right. But it, we know that it's happening. And especially when you were... Who were you running against last Merkley. time? Oh, Merkley's such a piece of crap. I mean, he really is. Yes. But And then you're, this year you're going against Wyman? Wyden. Wyden.
2: Wyden. Mr.
0: Face... Did,
2: he looks like death warmed over.
0: I, I swear that guy's a lizard head. I mean, seriously, he's like, he, he completely, he's had more wax jobs on his face than even I've ever seen. He looks like he's had 15 facelifts.
2: Yeah. He, he does not, he does not look healthy.
0: No. I mean, I, I, I'm, you're right. He, like, like green crumbs running short or something. I don't know. But I mean, they, so we've got Wyden running against you. He's got a big engine. He's big. got a
2: big engine and he's running, and get this, he's running ads already on Christian radio stations in Oregon.
0: And why are they taking them? Because of the money?
2: Because they have to. They can't. Uh, they can't tell a federal candidate no.
0: Oh, is that right? Yeah. Not on my podcast.
2: On a Christian radio station, they don't have so. Oh, but, but that's that's
0: FCC rules.
2: FCC rules, correct. Another
0: reason they would love to get podcasters forced into FCC rules. Yes. Right. So then they can tell us what we can and can't advertise. Exactly. I'll just, yeah, okay. All right. So that's not surprising. I mean, he's obviously concerned.
2: He's yes. He if is he's concerned. if he is.
0: It, Wyden should be a shoe in because he's been in there, what, three terms now, four terms? He
2: was first elected in a special election in January of 96. Oh, wow. Before that, in 1980, he was elected as a representative for Oregon. So he's been in D.C. 41 and a half years.
0: Typical. I mean, this is back to term limits. I mean, the term limit issue is, I, I think we've talked about this. You and I, I'm not a big fan of it if people are doing their job, but if, when you don't have the machine working, you're going to have to do something to protect it.
2: Right. right. Yeah, he's
0: a, this is ridiculous. And that guy literally is like death.
2: He, he absolutely he's, is. He's, he's,
0: the funny thing is that <clears throat> he's had a couple notable moments that I was like, what happened to you? Like you're actually being a senator. But on, on the whole aggregate of things, he's just owned.
2: Completely. He, he, he is. He is behind one of the Bill's... Um, and, and I'm not always really good at remembering some of the names of these bills because you know there's so much information that goes into my brain if I haven't sat down and devoured it all. Right. But it basically is is a riparian a riparian bill where you cannot build any real estate, any houses closer than a mile to the river in a forested area. There's are so many people that own real estate. They bought it. It's legitimate. It's theirs. They're getting ready to build, and if that bill goes through, they can't build. A 5,280 feet.
0: From the river? From the river. So you're grandfathering in everything else and saying no future...
2: If it's there, it's there. But if it burns down?
0: This is the, yeah, the, the little, you yeah, know, we know how that works. Yes. Like the entire, my entire county's river basin. The other part of this, it's, this reminds me a lot of the crap that they were pulling in um, Josephine County at the end of Obama's administration when they tried to block everybody out with the um, wilderness bill. Right. And take away all the mining, yes. take away all the small businesses, boost them out. I mean, they keep playing this game. And it's all to give china access to it yes all right let's talk a little bit about your platform what are you focused on
2: so i am focused it's hard because there's so many things so we're focused on the things that the federal government directly So, so let's
0: back up just a second the senator is role is more and i think it's just important to define the job because people get it confused right congressional representative house of representatives they're going to be very local in their legislation trying to pass bills that will affect their local precinct or district the senate the senator's position is concerned about the entire state correct and your relationship with the federal government and what it's doing so you have to kind of and there's others to that but it's right, essentially right. it in a nutshell right?
2: right right so the house the house has the power of the purse okay the Senate has to concur and then they then they end up doing their their combined bills and mm-hmm. doing all that stuff so they agree um, That's important to know because Wyden is the head of the finance committee. Oh, nice. Okay. It's one of the most powerful positions in Washington, D.C. He is one of the most powerful senators there. So um, this is a David, or in my case, a David Et, going up against (laughs) Goliath. David Nice. David Et.
0: Very nice. No, it really (laughs) is. Going up
2: Goliath. So inflation. The newest bill, I'm now calling it the oxymoron bill, the Inflation Protection Act. Right. It is. Absolutely. Yeah. And so he, you know... Government is responsible, along with the Federal Reserve Board, for all of this inflation we are experiencing. Absolutely. It, the buck stops there. The problem is, is that they keep creating the bucks out of thin air. Right. We know, you and I know, the audience knows, the country literally is bankrupt.
0: <laughs> it's nothing. It's yeah, got nothing.
2: Yeah. You know, it, it is worth not, nothingness. Right. Uh, but they just keep printing and printing more money the role of the senate one of the most important roles of the senate is the confirmations they confirm the appoint- the, the the presidential appointments and the federal judges and the supreme court judges that is huge yeah, it, is. it is very big to me that is probably the most important role of the senator if people want to really know what the role of congress is it's in the constitution article one section eight clauses sentences paragraphs one through 18 that's it that's the job description and that's what i'm running on this is the job right do the job your job is not to give funding for a free bus ride there's not the job of the federal government then why are they doing it Because something what you said about the representatives, they want to bring home the bacon. Yep. Why do they want to bring home the bacon? So they get reelected again. Exactly. So now the senators are starting to do that same thing. So Ron Wyden's ads are talking about all the wonderful things that he does. So he gives us trinkets, but he's selling off the farm from underneath us, behind our backs.
0: So you're, you're already campaigning.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. You've been campaigning. I've been campaigning. I didn't stop.
0: I didn't think so. And you never res- and you never resigned or accepted defeat on the previous.
2: Nope. Nope.
0: So you're still actually, like President Trump, you're sitting out there that if they were able to ever to prove a fraud, you're still able to step back in. Yes. Oh, I love this.
2: Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, then is- I turn around and win another nomination.
0: <laughs> so you get to wear two hats in one. That's great. No, that's good. No, I, I agree. That's good. So, in that sense, I mean, with this, in the perspective of Oregon, you and I have had a lot of conversations about the need to push industry south to get kind break up Portland in its yes. way. Yes, yes. It's really a problem. I mean, when we and this isn't just Oregon. I'm using Oregon because I think we can more visibly see it in some mm-hmm. states, but these big cities that are controlling so much and there's so much graft and corruption mm-hmm. in them, we've got to be able to somehow shatter this and and push the money into lower other areas of the state and decentralized
2: and so part of the challenges that that we have is this it's a local a state and a federal issue so it makes it really convoluted is we have governments competing for businesses giving them tax breaks oh well Ohio is giving this company a tax break if they build there, so we'll give a tax break. It's kind of keeping up with the Joneses mm-hmm. kind of thing. Might not be good for, for our region because of of the use of water that they have to use. Like Facebook building a huge plant over in central Oregon where the water tables get a little bit crazy over there. Right. You know, but they've got to have all this water for the cooling
0: of their uh, server farms, yeah.
2: Right. So is it a good, well, look at all the jobs are going to going to create you know that that kind of thing and so then the federal government gets involved oh well we'll give you grants well, that's not the job of the federal and that is my biggest issue is it's not your job stay out of it your job is clearly in the constitution the number one role is to protect our country from the enemies yep. the problem is they are the enemy
0: right and on the other problem is that enemies by virtue of what we used to talk about We're not talking about invasion by land. We're talking about invasion by cyber, invasion by finances, invasion by law, by invasion by corruption. I mean, it's so just let's go over some hot topics just to kind of get your position. Okay. Um, Abortion?
2: Pro life, 100%.
0: Good. Uh, CRT?
2: Needs to go away.
0: (laughs) Good. I I like this stuff. You know, I like your platform. (laughs) So I know your platform. But this is we're just going to give it to everybody so you hear it out here. So, what about this green energy nonsense?
2: I'm giving you this blank because I'm trying to come up with something for the green energy. Um, it, 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 it is nonsense. There, in some places, it could make sense. But what they're trying to sell people on, oh, I'm going to use solar. Right. But they're not telling people, you know, oh, it's good for the environment. Really? But the destruction of the, of the, the granite that they have to do, the pollution that goes out just to mine that granite, to get that granite silica and all the processing to go into the solar panels. You don't hear about that. Just like the batteries.
0: Right. Lithium.
2: Pe- the lithium. People don't hear about all of the destruction that goes into making those, and then you can't recycle them. They've not developed that yet. Somebody will at some point. The windmills. They have to replace the blades. There's. There's now a windmill bones farm. Yep. Because they don't, they don't know what to do with this stuff.
0: Plus, we can't get a windmill without natural gas. Exactly. You can't get electric yes. without coal. Yeah. What about nuclear?
2: Nuclear is good. Yeah. There is a great program that was developed at Oregon State University called New Scale, and very small—the size of this table, six-foot table—could power a city. It's very small and very safe and very extremely safe. Because
0: I think it's using the the salt. Uh, pellet system, if I'm not mistaken, really. Yeah, I, 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 I don't
2: remember. I remember that it was. No, no, it's yeah. very true.
0: It's excellent. I mean, Oregon State people don't even know that Oregon State has a nuclear reactor on campus.
2: Yeah. And
0: in, but I that little thing right there you just talked about that's total independence from the electrical issue yes. for communities. It's fantastic. What are you seeing in this food issue? I mean, we are and this is where I brought this up yesterday because there's a couple of things I see going on. It's going to get your perspective on it. When I drove here, I mean, obviously I went through Burns to Ontario.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So much ranching going on. I mean, yes. I love to see it. Yeah. It's beautiful. But those communities used to be the wealthiest communities in Oregon. Now they're struggling. Part of that's the environmental rules and the garbage that the state's doing. Some of it is, I mean, that's, that also gets in the Hammond family issue of them tr- throwing them in jail for doing their job yep. um, we don't have a lot of incentivizing at all it's, everything is a war on ranchers Yes. what can you do in the senate level to affect those sorts of things
2: the federal government has no constitutional rights to that land they haven't paid for it article 1 section 8 clause 17 of the constitution they get 10 square miles Plus, building space for buildings, ports, forts and other needful buildings, and they can acquire land that is approved by the legislature, and the federal government buys it. They can buy it for a dollar, Right. but they don't own title to any of that land. I've had some friends that have done the research. Crater Lake is the only piece of land in Oregon that federal government has legal title to. Interesting. So they don't have legal title out there in the rangelands, but what they're doing is they're cutting off the farmers, the Hammonds. Um, after, after Biden became the resident, um, they said, oh, we're not going to honor your, your lease that we just said that we're going to honor under President Trump, we're not going to honor it anymore. So they can't, how do they ranch? Oh, then there's the sage grouse. And I just, just talked to a rancher a couple days ago over in Prineville. And he said, "The wild—wasn't even There was this week. Anyway, the wild horses are more of a problem. They are tearing up the land compared to the cattle. Right. You know, they, they stampede. The cattle don't generally stampede unless they're being chased by helicopters. Right. Think, think Bundy's. Right. Right. So the bottom line is, the government needs to step out of the way." and stop trying to control they own around 53% of, quote unquote, own 53% of Oregon's land.
0: It needs to be pulled back. That's a big one. So yeah. I, that's yeah. an area where you can impact as a center.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, that's big
0: because that, that's becoming now the advocate of the people, which is great.
2: Yes. And, and it's not just the land. It's the fisheries. It's the mining. It's all, we've got vast natural resources here.
0: So what about, let's talk about like funding Portland gets because Portland has a, a huge amount of federal funding and we can just talk about one item it is massive in that city and that's its public transportation and its subsidies it gets for building high density housing along those ways. That's all federal money. Can it can it be taken away? Cut it off. Yeah, good.
2: I cut it off. I will vote no. I, I don't have a problem saying it show me in the constitution. And what they're doing is they're using the Elastics Clause, Article one, Section 8, Clause 18, the last paragraph. And it says that the Congress has the right to make any laws necessary to bring about the foregoing, which are the 17 previous statements in that section, and other rules, laws, etc., necessary for the government to operate, including agencies, and I'm paraphrasing this, that's in this Constitution, but they've taken and ignored the that's in the Constitution part. They ignore that.
0: Oh, yeah, they do that anyway. I've
2: right. And so, again, that's what I stand on. Look, this is this is the job I'm going to do. It's not, oh, well, we need to give this builder a grant so that he can have low-income housing.
0: So you're running up against a widened welfare machine, basically. Yes. How are you reaching people and how are you swinging them over to understanding what you can provide, especially for these? I mean, he's hitting Portland hard. Yes. Because he's got infinite communities up there that are all wanting a free lunch. Yes. So how are you dealing with against that in your campaign?
2: We're we're taking a look. I wish I had it in front of me. My, my team just came up with a new slogan. I just saw it this morning. Widen your wallet. Good. It's his name in D.C.
0: Yeah, no kidding.
2: Okay. Because every time he does this, the money comes from somewhere. So you're benefiting, but you're losing. And so that's the kind of messaging that I will take to where they can understand it. But
0: your vote's going to have to be, I'm guessing, when we look at the data, you've got 30 counties that are in your pocket if you work it. Yes. And there's 35 counties in Oregon? 36. Oh, 36. 36 counties. All right. So with that, I mean, we know that there's there's three that are solid. We think there's three that are solid blue. We don't even know anymore.
2: We don't. We know the tri-county area, Multnomah, Washington County, and Clackamas. Yeah. We already know that it's the female voter. Okay. And the three biggies are inflation, crime, in homelessness, that's so, what they're concerned about.
0: So you're in that pocket. It's a good one. Yeah. So no wonder Wyden's afraid, because Portland's a sh- mess.
2: Yes, and I'm a female.
0: Yeah. Okay.
2: So being able to resonate and understand and empathize with the with the moms and the grandmas up there is easy, because I understand. So the
0: biggest, they're stacking the motor rolls. Then is going to be their biggest deal. What are you doing then? Because I know there's some initiatives being run by Dr. Frank, or Dr. Frank helped initiate or at least motivate. Right. And they're doing, like this right here, I just had this group come over. They just did the canvas report for Montana, and they've proven that Montana was rigged. Yes. They did door-to-door. Oregon's a little more difficult. It <clears throat> doesn't have to be, but it becomes a little more difficult because of our motor voter garbage. Right. Dr. Frank has done some good work up there in talking about that. What is your... Backup plan when I say that if they're going to stack these voter rolls against you What are you what are we doing right
2: so one? I'll address that and and i've been talking about this for a couple of years easily probably three years by now talking about the importance of in oregon we have the, the the initiative the people's initiative we've got douglas county They started a petition they goofed up so they'd start over um They said, what should we say? I go, do a petition, get it done. Right now, you've got until August to get this on the the November ballot. But they put more than one issue on there. They can only have one issue, single issue petition. I said, all it needs to say is, we, the people of Douglas County, demand that our votes be counted by hand. Period. Nothing else, except for they would have to cite some statutes. I said, take that to an attorney, get it all done. Well, they just did their thing, and it got turned down because they put in too much stuff in it. So they're reworking it, it'll be on the May ballot when they next year. So it's something very simple like that. It needs to be done that way. Yeah, you know, very easy. Because the counties can make that decision. So we the people. And now there's some there's some lawsuits that are happening in Oregon.
0: Yeah, there's a big one, Dr. Frank's leading one.
2: Yeah, he's well he's involved in that one. I'm involved that in it. was put together with um, Steve Jonkas Janice Dysinger talked about it yesterday. Okay. So um, so that's good. But this is one thing. When you don't vote, in my opinion, you just give two votes to the opposition. You know, if I vote for candidate A, you vote for candidate B, one of us needs the tiebreaker. So one of us has to get two votes to break the tie. Well, if somebody doesn't vote vote at all, one of those people, there's two votes for the, for that person. So people have to vote. Now, some people call it overwhelming the system. You know, when you look at all the data that Dr. Frank has done, that Seth Keschel has done, that we're seeing other data here, the, because these people are really good at analyzing, we'll get back to stuffing the rolls in a minute. They're they're really good at analyzing the propensity to vote. That's where that term overwhelming comes. And I know you don't like that 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 term.
0: Well, no, I'm I'm, I'm always a little skeptical of it, only because the system i the systems in Oregon are unique. Mm-hmm. And this is something where and i why i think oregon is such an important state to change because if we can get it right there you can get it right anywhere in the country oregon has gone off the damn rails with stupid
2: well oregon's the testing state right exactly you and i say the same thing Yeah. right this
0: is where and this is i wish people could understand how important oregon is in the nature of the 50. because they test run all the stuff that they're going to screw everybody else with they're going to do it in oregon Mm -hmm. that's where antifa came from that's where motor voter crap came from this is where, we, this is where the the anarchists came from. <laughs> this is where radical environmentalism mm-hmm. came from. All of these weapon systems.
2: Decriminalization of all the drugs.
0: Decriminalization of the drugs, and that's working out well. Yes. You know, I, this is exactly why Oregon is. It sits there with seven data lines going off to China. Right. I mean, that's. We'll get to that in a second. But I mean, so I don't disagree with your push of. I think we've seen a big change in tide in the last two years, which is important. Yes. And there is a higher awareness. And I do agree that people need to vote. I My big thing now is just don't have high expectations, but be prepared to fight. Right. Those are the two things. I yeah. mean. So if yeah. you're going in and you're going to say in 2022, well, we're going to change everything. I'm like, you need to go smoke some more dope or go up to Portland because they'll give you everything you want right. free. Right. But if you're going to say, I'm going to vote, and then we're going to start looking for greater accountability. They're going to, they are going to expose everything they have in this election because if they don't, they know they're going to lose. Right. So that's where kind of the nature of my question was for you is you're going in against the widened machine. Yes. One of the most powerful senators, they're going to throw all the money they can at him and they are going to try to make sure that you lose.
2: Right. And they're, and, and they're framing me already. Right. I'm sure. Yeah. So they're, they're surveying people and one of the questions are you likely, less likely, more likely, et cetera, to vote for Perkins? By the way, she was in Washington D.C. on January 6, where five law enforcement officers were killed. Right. So they're profiling. That, and we know that that's a lot. Yeah. Right. Which some of the smart people are calling them out, and we've not seen the results of that survey. But I have a feeling that's not working the way that they expected it to work. I just have that strong suspicion. No, I think
0: you're probably right. We don't hear a lot of it, so there probably is a case. So yeah, and I mean,
2: and the other the other republic the other. Polling that's been done, Republicans are polling very high. Well,
0: and and there's another part, too, that we don't take enough credit for. And again, Oregon's a good one to look at. The numbers actually don't work for the Democrats to win all the time. No. But they do work when people have, be believe, they believe their lie. So the flip is easy. So you have to get to where people are standing up going, it ain't going to happen. I get that.
2: Yeah. So, so again, it's, we're telling people, the disenfranchised voter, please vote. Your vote counts. Well, my non-my my vote doesn't count. Well, okay, but your non-vote counts twice. That's why you have to vote. Please vote.
0: Yep, And no and,
2: and so that's, that's one of the areas that I'm really pushing. Now, I have a theory. I don't know if I want to say this on air.
0: Well, then don't. But I we, won't,
2: I, I won't, I'll share it with you offline. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. The, the,
0: the, the thing that, I mean, because there's some of this you have to be careful of when you're dealing with the widening machine. Yes. So the other thing that we're talking about voting and we're talking about Oregon's nonsense of this motor voter stuff, Mm -hmm. is that a a state level issue of decision or can, this gets very difficult because federal shouldn't be involved in state elections, except, and this would be my argument, except that federal could demand universally that there has to be ID and that there can be no mail-in voting motor voter stuff in any state.
2: I don't know that they can make that demand because the Constitution says that the states can determine the, the time and the place the manner of the voting so, all right that's fair yeah so so but um, the motor voter we can change it by a constitutional amendment in Oregon in Oregon we that's the only way you can do it is constitutional but amendment. you can do it
0: county by county
2: I'd have to look at the statute because, okay. if it, because the, it, it's not, I don't think it's an Oregon. I don't think it's in the Oregon Constitution. If we do it statutorily, they can overturn but it. But
0: you can, as a senator, at least become an advocate for the change.
2: Yes, absolutely. And swing and, and help
0: motivate the people. Right.
2: And the senators have carry their voice carries a lot of. Right. That's
0: what I'm getting yeah, at. So yeah, yeah. you can actually be out there. That's yes. good. Yeah. I think this is a lot of this is a discovery because we're, we're discovering how much power we have and then what the roles actually are and should be. Right. Not what they, and, and and not extending past the Constitution. So, right. you have you're covering all the state. I take it same way as you did before, driving yes, everywhere.
2: I've been everywhere. Okay,
0: and how how do they find your site?
2: It's so easy now. Perkins. Dot. Vote.
0: You got that. That's good. That's nice. It makes yeah. it simple. Perkins. Yeah, P E R K I N S. Yeah. yeah,
2: my team said because was Perkins for U.S. Senate. Dot vote. They go make it shorter.
0: Yeah, Perkins. Dot vote. Perkins.Vote. All right.
2: So, can I tell you what I ask for? Go. Very simple. So, I ask for a few things number one, two, and three prayers. There you go. That's the biggest thing for me. I need prayers. Um, I I do travel the state. I travel alone most of the time, probably 90, 95% of the time, I drive solo. I like it because I can listen to the podcasters that I want to listen to <laughs> while I'm driving and listen to the news. And, yeah. and I don't have to carry on a conversation about meaningless stuff. You know, and I can, you know, listen to the Lord and pray and stuff on my while I'm driving for hours. Give, give you a side note, give you an idea of one of my days a couple of weeks ago. I went to Sisters to a lunch meeting, went to the Deschutes County Fair in Redmond, drove from there to Ontario.
0: Wow, well, that's a heck of a drive. And right.
2: then spent the night, went to the fair in Ontario, drove up to... Le, uh, Legrand, went to the fair there, um, drove back to, to Portland, that was the next day, spent the night, we went to an all-day meeting, Parents' lives lives Rights lives and Education in Salem or in Portland, yeah. drove home, got up, up in the morning, guy. went to the River Church in uh, Salem for 45 uh, minutes, said, hey, Pastor Lou, great, great to see you, you got to go, I'm going to a tavern, <laughs> to go another election event. That was Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Saturday, Sunday. That is very typical of my week. Patriots,
0: this is, I was going to say this, this is the type of, when you're talking about a senator that's beating the turf this hard, that's what you want.
2: Yeah, I'm, okay. I'm ever, and, and here I am in Missouri. I didn't book my, my tickets till Wednesday to fly out.
0: I'm glad you did, it's good. Yeah,
2: yeah, I'm glad I did. Did okay, you meet so, with the
0: Oregon team already?
2: Oh, yeah, there's 14 of us. Oh, uh, good. yeah, I'm, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. Um, so, okay, prayers, prayers, and prayers we do need money right whatever whatever you can donate i am so grateful for the maximum at the federal level is 2900 dollars. if it's a dollar i am so grateful for every pain that comes in i'm very careful with the money part of the reason that i was able to come here is because i had donors donate specifically for me to be here that's great which is awesome you can volunteer it doesn't matter where you are in the country you can volunteer go to perkins.vote people make phone calls they can Right. Let us get it. We post social media. See, this broadcast. is what the
0: left has done well and the conservatives suck at. Yeah. Is that they mobilize across the nation. So it's really something we all should be looking at is, and, and I'm just going to say as patriots, you can sign up to help multiple candidates to do phone calls you can be anywhere in the state. You don't have to be limited to anywhere your state. Anywhere in the country. Anywhere in the yeah. country, excuse me. Anywhere in the country. That's good.
2: Yeah. Because it's, it's all done by, by computer. We get you all set up and- That's nice. And, and off it goes. And, uh, and of course, we live in Oregon vote and if you want to join team Perkins again just go to the website Perkins.vote and all the links are there for everything it's
0: awesome all right so November 8th
2: yes oh one more thing if you're in or I, I don't it doesn't matter where you are in the country if you have early voting or whatever in Oregons I because I'm, I'm staying running it vote on election day okay hold your ballot and vote on election day. In Oregon, take it to your county if you're close enough. I know in Douglas County, yep. it goes all the way to the coast, so it's not convenient for people to drive in into Roseburg, for example, um, or Lane County. So you know, why is this? Because it keeps them from doing any projections. Oh, nice. Yeah, it throws good. it throws off the projections. Oh, this many people have voted, and and presuming that the stuffing of the ballots and stealing the the names of the non-voters is working. Yep. We, we mess up their, their plan. So vote. on In fact, it just worked down in Coos Bay on a commissioner's race. Nice. Okay. Yeah. It worked beautifully. They, they, they declared a winner, and they went to finish counting the ballots. You had a whole bunch of ballots. They had 6,000 ballots. Of the, I think it was 6,000 that came in on election day.
0: <laughs> nice. And it screwed everything it,
2: up. It, 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 it screwed good. everything up, so there has to be a runoff now. That's great. So that, that's, that's why little things like that matter. Let's do everything that we can to mess them up.
0: Yep, agreed.
2: So that we can do that. But, um, all right, well, anyway, Jory, this Thank you great. so much.
0: You bet. We'll have you back on. And you've got Hannah's contact, yes. and she'll set you up. So. Yes, great to see you. Have a safe trip home, absolutely. And
2: friends, just so you know, this is, Scott and I live two hours from each other, <laughs> and the silly way that I can see him is go all the way to Missouri. That's
0: <laughs> <laughs> true. That's about right. All right, well, have a, excited about your campaign. We'll, we'll definitely push it up a lot. Thanks. All right. Thanks. Everybody. God bless. you. Okay. So, Patriots, that's it right there. Another great candidate. I mean, this is what I'm saying about this, this whole conference is we just have people here that are literally, literally working. This is, this is These are doers. This is the tasks and standards people that are here, and this is another great example. So the Moment of Truth Summit here live, Springfield, Missouri. Mike Lindell's event. You know, Mike Lindell is one of these people that just never stops fighting. The conference has been fantastic. And um, with that, he's been able to, once again, he's leading with, and I love this, he's leading with Jesus on everything, which that is the only way we're going to win this fight anyway. There's no other way. And Mike admits that, and I think that's the beautiful thing. So we have right now another fantastic guest, someone I'm really excited to talk about, or talk to <laughs> I can't talk about somebody I don't know but I sure can talk to somebody that I sure can talk to somebody that is right before me and this is uh, so this is Paul Preston and you are head of the New California Movement, correct?
3: correct yep newcaliforniastate.com all
0: right well this is tell us a little bit about this because this, this is a pretty exciting movement i understand you were also once part of the jefferson state movement correct yep back all right. in the day
3: i started uh, i didn't start but uh, that was sort of an interim step to before we formed the new california state movement but i've been doing this now for about 20 some years total i think for the the idea of getting a state then finally creating a state going through the process and steps. We're completely constitutional we're completely constitutional and hundred uh, percent or organic originalist constitutionalist we just, is, I know there's a lot of people saying there's many different years of constitution's only really one that's 1787 and uh, so we abide by the Constitution strictly so in article 4 section 3 of the Constitution it provides for a new state development and it's kind of the interesting thing is why would you want to form a new state to begin with? I mean, if everything's hunky-dory in your own state and everything's working well, would you even remotely consider, you know, a new state? And the answer to that is, of course, no. Uh, at one point in time, people were theorizing that the Founding Fathers wanted to, uh, were looking out west as the, the westward expansion happened, and they wanted what they wanted to do is they wanted to Um, allow for expansion of the the state if it was a big state into smaller states. But that really doesn't fit the model as to really the reason why the Founding Fathers, if you do a little bit more exploration. The Founding Fathers created a republic if you can keep it. Right. And that's the key thing. And so they knew there would be trouble in a republic, and the republic would probably want to revert back to a democracy, which is mob rule. I know everybody talks about, we have to save the democracy. Mm -hmm. We don't want to save the democracy. That's not what we want. We want a republican form of government, representative form of government. So they said that at the time, uh, we've got to basically put in a pressure relief valve for the states, because what would happen after all these states are created, we have a state that goes rogue.
0: Like California.
3: Or like Oregon. In Virginia.
0: And like Oregon, too. Or,
3: yeah, or, well, Oregon, right, but yep. also like what Virginia did when they seceded from the union. They went rogue and they seceded and left that, that county area, those counties, in the need of a new state. So anyway, we looked at that. Um, I looked at that as a possibility. I was an educator for 41 years, and I could see this slip slide into totalitarianism from my educational standpoint. I was a teacher, uh, coach, you know, did the whole athletic thing and then became a superintendent. And I could see this whole totalitarian takeover of the education system. So we're, there had to be something that was gonna grow bigger and bigger on their side, which this is manifesting into. So I started looking at options that I discovered in the Constitution Article 4 Section 3 and then we started looking real seriously at it. I started my own radio shows, It's, it's uh, some local origination TV shows. I started getting more and more information about what this is all about in California, how it's affecting and influencing everybody. And then finally I uh, got connected with uh, a radio show that I started on my own called Agenda 21 Radio. I had been doing radio since 1999 down in the Sacramento market area and, and created my own show called Agenda 21 Radio that, to, that talks totally about the totalitarian takeover through United Nations Agenda 21. And when uh, I started to really see the value of the new state at that time, like, you know, this is really the plan. We can really stop the totalitarians by creating a new state. Because, you know, what it'll do is it'll force the state, a state if it was going rogue, back into constitutional compliance, which would could affect the entire nation, you know. And so uh, I went and joined up with the Jefferson Movement. Uh, that was about 2012. And I became in the leadership. And by about 2013 and 14, I realized that they wanted to not comply strictly with the constitutional a direction of Article 4, Section 3, which states that if you want to form a state from a pre-existing state, then you have to have the permission of the legislature or legislatures concerned than that of the Congress. Now, the key thing in understanding this is it doesn't say you work with the executive branch or that you work with the judicial branch, you only work with one branch, the legislative branch. So we said, okay, great, we'll do that. But the problem with Jefferson, they decided to work with the judiciary and started filing lawsuits to get to the Supreme Court to force California into forming a new state called Jefferson. That is not the way it works. So we split, uh, I went my way, other people followed and other counties came along with us. And we started out with four counties, that was the original formation. That was about in, I'd say, February of 2017. And then by March and April, uh, we had about 17, 18 counties that were starting to come along, uh, joining up with us, and we were chartering and we are doing the things we needed to do legally to make these things happen. And so then suddenly by about November, we had 18 counties solid, and we decided to declare independence which is a requirement. If you want to form a state, you have to declare your independence. So, we planned on in declaring independence in January of 2018, which we did. We declared our independence by uh, a declaration of independence that we wrote. We all sat down, and it took us weeks to figure out that we basically ended up with a declaration of independence. It sounds like the original one. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I challenge anybody to improve upon those words because you can't. We've proved it. We spent weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks trying to go through it to make it Well, we had better ideas. We were better than the founders, you know? It was really kind of, we were all laughing at the end because how could we outdo the founders? But anyway, uh, then we declared independence and then from there we started the independent, uh, we called it the independence process. Uh, Calo, you can't have an event and just be, you know, think that that event is going to linger in people's minds. So we decided that we would read grievances, uh, That, in other words, exactly as it, the Declaration of Independence, the original one has in it, are grievances is the reason why the colonists wanted to leave under the, the king. And so we extended our grievances for 190 weeks. So every Tuesday at 11 o'clock, on over about 38 to 40, just depending on the week, on the week, we would go out in the public squares at all the county superior court buildings and read grievances against California. So we did that. We ended up with uh, nine constitutional conventions. In fact, we have our 10th constitutional convention coming up in September. And that's
0: just with your group?
3: Just with our group. So now we have 56 counties that are chartered, either whole or part, in the new California state movement. And um, everybody's got it. We have a chair, co-chair, secretary, treasurer. Um, we also have one senator assigned for every county. That takes on the whole thing about Reynolds versus Sims and we've assigned for temporary purposes until we have an election two assembly members. So that's our legislature. So the first constitutional convention, we actually created a legislature. We passed three resolutions. The first one was a resolution to accept the Declaration of Independence. The second one was a preamble, and the third one was to put God in the preamble. Uh, It sounds very fundamental, but those are the things you do to create a constitutional standing. And every single constitution of convention that we've had has been enormously significant for the development of our own constitution. So we're following the West Virginia model. Um, we're using the toolkit of the Constitution, Declaration of Independence, and the Bill of Rights. And strictly, fo- we just do exactly what it tells us to do, and then historically speaking, we're looking at the West Virginia model, which is the one that was in 1861, so the last time a creating a state using Article 4, Section 3. And the last time that happened was 1861. And I challenge anybody to find anybody around here that has ever created a state. And I, 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 I was saying after the 2020 election, I heard of one guy who might be able to help us. He lived in Michigan. He walked into the polling stations down there somewhere in Detroit, I think, and he, he voted. And people told me you vote? I said, wow. Well and he voted because and he, the evidence that he was born there, he was born and he died there in eighteen fifty. Oh wow. <laughs> I said, Okay. So, wait a minute <laughs> I, I'm looking for people who hysterically could understand what it, there's nobody in history around that understands how this has worked or seen it work and uh now it's working. We've put the constitution to work and so this
0: is really interesting. So what is what happens now? I mean, you you have you've declared independence. You have your Declaration of Independence. You've you've passed your initial charters necessary to establish a new constitution, which I'm assuming is the same as the U.S. Constitution with the state touchings on it, right?
3: Oh yeah, yeah. Well, there's we have two constitutions we've sta- we've, we've made, and I'll explain them. I'll explain each of them. Uh, but where it stands right now is we're ready, to, we're ready for statehood. It's very, very close for us. So what,
0: hap- what is that step? What has to happen?
3: Okay, what has to happen is it, this goes back to understanding the history of uh, West Virginia. And uh, when West Virginia was formed, it was formed in the, in the, because of the, uh, the Civil War occurring. The West Virginians did not want to hang with Virginia, and what they did not want to do was it be a slave state. So uh, they started their own constitutional convention to break away and follow Article 4, Section 3, which means you have to get the approval of the state legislature to help you. And what happened in Article 4, Section 3 for them, their little journey through it, was that um, they went to the convention with the hopes that they were gonna create a a Declaration of Independence and do all the things. And suddenly, Virginia decided it was going to secede from the union. So they had to quickly figure out what to do with themselves. So they convened a convention and they said that they are going to form a new state, but the problem is they had to have the Virginia legislature approve their propositions before they could go on to the federal government. Well, Virginia was gone. It wasn't a part of the union anymore. The only thing that was part of the union was the compact, the agreement that works in perpetuity. As a state comes into the union, there is a, a bill that's passed, and it's, a, it's called a compact. It's an enduring document. So regardless of the government that's in the, the, the boundaries of the, of the state, it's still a state within the union. So once a state's in, it's automatically a state forever in the United States of America. People don't understand that concept, but that's called the compact law. And that's why every state has a compact, because once in, you're in, you're never out.
0: So when you get to your point now, are you going to have to have the California legislature approve
3: your process? Well, theoretically, yes.
0: Okay, but you know that they're—I mean, we you might as well say communists with a triple C and a quadruple K. Correct. Right. So how, did, how are you going to get that approved, I guess, is the Let, question.
3: Let's, I'll, I'll ask you the question okay. just to see if you can figure it out. If they're a communist organization— Do you think that they're providing the uh, Article 4 Section 4 Guarantee Clause provisions, which means this, that a state has to provide the citizens a Republican form of government, freedom from invasion, and freedom from domestic violence? Do you think California is doing that right now? No, I
0: don't, but I'm curious how—I mean, I get that. I mean, fundamentally, I agree with you. Yep but i am they still control the vote for what gets sent on to congress is what i'm saying so how do you Not, bypass it
3: well the, this is what happened in virginia okay okay so you understand there's legal precedents for and no, what I, we're no doing. I, that's what I'm, we're trying to get okay. to here. So, yeah. so in virginia the case was that the Virginians were left high and dry because the West Virginians were left high and dry cuz virginia went so they said what do we do so they went to congress and they said we're here but you know we can't get virginia to do that because they're part of the confederacy The Congress said, we don't care. You still have to satisfy Article 4, Section 3 and get permission from the legislature. So they went back, and Francis Pierpont, he said to to everybody, well, what I'll do is I'll become a governor of the restored government of Virginia. Interesting. And so what we'll do is we'll form a government. And then the West Virginians can come to us with their resolutions. We'll approve them, and we'll move them off to Congress. And that's exactly what they did. So you're planning on doing the same? It, well, Congress took it. So in your case, you've now established a government. Is That's
0: the precedence we're talking about here.
3: We've already got a government established, correct.
0: So that government will then approve your measure and send it to Congress?
3: Well, uh, we're at the point where we have a government that's functional for New, for New California, we're going to declare, uh, we've already declared California in a state of default. We've been doing this now since February. Okay. They're, they're in default. They're in default not only of those elements which are the most basic, but financial default and educational. of The financial default they cannot get themselves up out of. So what we're doing is we're going to stand up our own government approximately in one month. Okay. as a restored government of California. We have a constitution already made for that. And that was what we de- developed. We knew that with this time would come, we saw the financials of the state of California happening and, and the totalitarian nature. So uh, be, because of the fact, no one's arguing the point that they're a communist totalitarian state and they've failed to provide all the elements. Right. So no one's arguing that point. So our position is that we're gonna do like West Virginia, we're going to not negotiate with a government that really is only two, two uh, you know, there's, there's supposed to be uh, three branches of government in California, and California only has one right now. Newsom has full authority, executive power, to take over all power of the legislature and the judiciary because he's still under the uh, COVID uh, executive power authority. And the legislature is not seeing fit to actually take that away from him. So what you have is one branch of government that's superseding usurping the power of the other two. Right now, that's going on right now. Nobody argues that. That is fundamentally what this country is not about. Our government has to be established with three branches of co-equal power sharing branches and we don't have that in California. That's why all your California legislators are hiding. Literally, they're hiding from the public. They haven't come out. They haven't met with anybody. They haven't had any hearings. You know, since the COVID, they're ashamed. Uh, most of them are corrupted by this. All the election system. We've we've done the inside out on the election system. We've had Dr. Frank. Uh, now he's visited. 18 counties, he's coming back out to California next week, we're gonna be chaperoning him around for another five counties.
0: So you can, you. I just wanna kinda of get get back to the ground truth, on. I mean the fundamentals of sure. this. You have already seceded from, you've declared independence. we declared
3: independence.
0: All right, what happens going ahead here, how does, if they tell you no in Congress, you approve by your own process because you've set up a provisional government which is now going to approve your petition because California is basically Correct. sold its soul to China in a simple oh term. absolutely right and beyond and beyond. So you're going to you're establishing then the importance of, of the provisional government that will do just as the West Virginia Virginia model did. Correct. Then that then that petition for a new statehood then goes to Congress. Correct. What happens in this current Congress? They're just another bunch of hand puppets from overseas. You
3: see. Um,
0: so at some point, can you declare independence? That's what I'm getting at.
3: Oh well, we've done we've done that. Can we uh, de- declare ourselves a statehood. Yeah. Okay. What's going to happen? And that's why we're here now. In this, this is actually August. There's an election coming up, and we predict that the election will be strictly Republican on, for both houses. And that's what we're. That's what we're planning on. We we pretty much. You know think that's you've corrected happen.
0: the election, the voter rules that much, and they got rid of the Dominion machines?
3: I, oh, I think so. I think we'll have enough to t- to tip it into Congress. But it's not only that. The big problem is California has no way to finance itself out of this problem. Right. And we do. We will offer because of our county or because of our counties and the state being ninety percent of the landmass in the rural area. We had ninety percent of the resources. We'll be able to finance the debt of California, which is unbelievable. Well, that's the
0: same numbers that came out of the Jefferson State movement, which is that it can be an independent state with its resources very quickly.
3: They yeah, the problem is they only have about 1.7 million people. Right. They they would not be able to survive. Uh, what we're proposing is big and broad and bold, and will handle the financial problems but also be able to be big enough and strong enough to stop the Chinese influence. And that's a whole other ball game. Right. That's, so what, let, that's let a whole me, other big, big Yeah. So big. Let,
0: let's let's just talk, if you, if you as a certain point don't get what you want through Congress, and you declare yourself statehood, and this is the mechanics of kind of force-functioning this, okay? And, and I'm not even getting into the Constitution, it's gonna be practical issues. If you have, what did you say, 54 counties? 56. 56 counties. That uniformly agree no longer to pay California any tax, uniformly agree to pay only the federal government what tax is required for a state, change your flag, unify your borders, and tell the state agencies to get the hell out, which every sheriff can do. What's going to stop them?
3: Well, it does. First of all, the mechanics don't work that way um, because there's going to be a constitutional movement to make a transition, a smooth transition that it will function very well for New California and also for Old California. And that will be a stand-up provisional governance, just as similar to how the military takes over other communities and other towns and other cities that we invade. Um, and we, we operate a provisional governance type of system. So that will all be worked out. So the basic needs of all the people will be taken care of. That's we think is very, very important. We don't want California to be shoved in the corner and fail. That's not what we're here for. We're here to make it a win-win for both. So the transitional part of it is it will be very, very important, and that's what we're going to very much stress. We're not here to destroy a New Old California. We're here to help them out of the calamity that they're in, which has been the direct result of the Constitution that was written in 1789 or 1879. That's a corporate document. It's not a Constitution. It's not binding on the Compact Constitution of 1849 that they came into the state with. It's a. It literally is a progressive constitution that has allowed them to modify their constitution over 922 times since 1879. It's an. You can't tie up your constitution and restrict it primarily for financial needs for specific things. That's not the way the constitution is supposed to work. The constitution is provide the governance system right. that will allow for a proper changing of transition of laws that will provide for the things that the people need that's not what the current constitution does Uh, they have managed as an example um, not only to change the constitution but their spending habits are just through the roof they changed the number of days that they meet legislative they used to meet once every two years Um, now they meet 11 months out of each year so they're constantly turning new and new bills out uh, 3,000 bills, get, over 3,000 bills get introduced every year. 2,300 of them get out get out at the end. They can now make a law. They can now write a bill in the morning and have it signed by the governor in the afternoon going through both houses. That's got to stop. Yeah. Just a stoppage of all that, you know, you can see what it's going to do to and the, the cutting of money. Uh, there's 13 levels of administration in California uh, that we'll, we'll, let, we'll get them down to five. Easily. So what's the timeline? Timeline is uh, starting right now. Uh, the next two weeks are critical. Next month, in particular, is even more critical, and then the election will come up. Now, keep in mind, the election doesn't really bother us too much because we are a constitutional movement. So after mm-hmm. the election, we just keep moving as the, the state movement. Right. Um, it's been very beguiling to them because we've been able to do that for the last couple of years. But this process will go forward, and it's going to follow as directly as, as possible to the current to our constitution, and it's succeeding. You That's know, fantastic. Yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty amazing what's happening. People are finally catching on to what we're doing. Well, I, and
0: you can export this same model to other states.
3: As, well, we have New Illinois is, is doing, following our model right now. They. They declared their independence. They just had their first constitutional convention. Uh, they actually stand a better chance of making this happen with, uh, uh, with their own stuff because they have two assembly members in their legislature that have already submitted the bills for resolutions. Interesting. But um, the Democrats have held it up. Uh, it's interesting. But they could pull it out and put it on the table any day. I mean, it's, yeah, it's really neat. Well, I'd like I'm to get really you back on the it.
0: show down the way get, get some updates. Yeah, thank and you very it, much.
3: Get you on my show, Agenda 21 Radio. I'd
0: love to be on. That'd be great. So yeah. Anna's got the connections, and we can make all that happen. Awesome, so brother. Thank, thank you very much. very much. Patriots, that was Paul Preston. I mean, just a great movement here of taking back power back to the people in the states. And, again, this all comes down to local, local stuff, how we're going to win and keeping everything local, and get this country back into the right alignment. So we we keep assuming that because there's 50 states, somehow that's going to work the way it was as it is now. Things change, and we're in a time of change. We have to keep that going. And remember, your promo code is Bards for MyPillow.com. That's a big one. That's that's Mike Lindell doing his thing of running, funding this entire revolution with pillows. What can I say? Hey, I I have a great guest here, and we haven't talked since shortly around Bards West last year. And this is Pastor Dave from His Glory. How are you? Come a little closer to the mic.
4: Good to see you, my friend. Yes, good to see you. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Yeah.
0: Well, so what do you think of this event? What's your thoughts here?
4: It's absolutely amazing. All the, you know, all the evidence coming in and uh, the, the proof that's coming in. And a lot of it we did know, but a lot more that has been uh, shown. And uh, I think this is going to wake the American people up even more to know that we had severe uh, election fraud and the election was 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 rigged.
0: Well I yeah one of the things that struck me and I'm I'm assuming you're kind of getting the same thing from your interviews I'm only assuming but I cannot believe how many people come in and sit there and say God's led me. Have you been getting the same?
4: Everyone. Isn't that amazing? It is amazing.
0: I mean I, I just this is such and the other thing too, it's amazing, I don't know if you know, but this is the exact weekend we had Barts Fest last year. Is it really? It is the exact weekend. Wow. Is that something or what? Something. And that, I know that wasn't planned. And we were sitting and looking at the calendar going, wait a minute. <laughs> I remember this trip out last year, right? That's right? So that's really amazing. So what has been your sense of the, of, of the faith in our nation? I mean, I, in, in you, with all your shows, you're similar to me. You, you, you obviously, you're doing a lot of great interviews, talking to people about their relationship with God. What, is, what are you seeing?
4: A absolute, uh, we say that there's a, a great revival coming. There's a revival starting. Uh, we're seeing many, many people that were either lukewarm that are going all in, uh, or those who don't know Christ. Uh, maybe they're patriots, they just came to a movement because they want to support the country, but know that Jesus is the only way out of it. Uh, we're seeing just an absolute explosion of, of signs and wonders. and We've baptized over 4,500 people across the, the, the United States in the last what, 18 months on these road trips that we're doing, and Spirit of the Lord is absolutely moving, signs and wonders, miracles, uh, it's just it's absolutely incredible I, I man
0: that's great news 4500 4500
4: we <laughs> just did 400 uh, in uh, Batavia New York last weekend
0: Wow yeah. that's that's busy time but yeah. did you do the same thing like barsfest and go get one of those tanks for the local uh, farm Bureau
4: <laughs> we did we did actually Julie Green uh, they had a little blow up te- uh, blow up pool and it popped. So Julie Green went out and got three horse troughs, and we were doing th- three at a time.
0: Wow, that's great. Yeah. The one thing I really, I mean that, too, it's amazing just how much people have are seeking. I mean, we, we have kind of a remnant, which I, I'm, I, I use that intentionally because there is a really strong movement that's come deeper to Jesus. Yeah really come collect connected, but it's it's they have become almost the light that's bringing people over, pretty much like the city on the hill. Would you agree? Yeah, I
4: agree, yep. Another amazing thing I'm seeing, too, is uh, I know a lot of milita- former military generals, and when this whole thing first started, they were talking about the only way out is the military, and the military, and we can do it, man, 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 Trump, Trump, Trump. But now they're saying with great confidence the only way out of this is our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Is Every it? one of them are talking that's fantastic God. news. Yep.
0: I've seen some of that shift too, not at the same levels because I don't I'm, I don't have the same circles you do, but similar. But definitely I'm seeing it through a strata of people I never thought I'd see it. I there is a really good friend of mine. He's one of the top uh, special forces delta operators. Yeah. He's accepted Christ. I mean, when you hear that it means it's like Yeah, there he is. And it's like, wow, amazing. So you're seeing that movement happening. And and Christ is touching people's lives and just really bringing them together. What I've loved about this conference is Mike is just unabashedly puts Jesus right up there in front he does. <laughs> I love too is do too. Isn't it? it's, and he gets it because this is data I mean it's kind of I was laughing the other day I'm like I'll just get up there and say you got the data now get Christ <laughs> that's right right yeah since we really have to have it it's got to just we'll do so many amazing things with transforming it so tell us a little about what you've been seeing around the country because you've been doing some great tours around right oh yeah
4: we've been traveling constantly uh every month uh we just see Again, patriots are coming to these events uh, to support the country. They're, they're becoming Christians, they're accepting Christ. We're seeing Christians look around and say, "I need to know how to be a patriot," and they're becoming patriots. It's conversions together is absolutely amazing, and the unification of the body is like no time in my lifetime. It's, it's amazing. It's, it's, it's incredible.
0: And is and, and your
4: show is growing well? Oh, we're, our our growth has just absolutely exploded.
0: And The same. I mean. I, I, I've commented this many times. Three years ago, I had about 150, maybe 500 followers. Today, there's 29 million, we'll hit 30 million downloads this week. And that's all God. I mean, that's just yeah. like, okay. Exactly. <laughs> so, hey, I know you've been seeing the similar time th- things with your yeah, show. Yeah,
4: we reach uh, 20 million people worldwide in every country of the world, and I think we hit just 24 million. Just on Facebook alone in the last three weeks.
0: That's fantastic. Yeah. That's and it's amazing, isn't it? It's amazing. It's are God, Are you seeing something similar to Because this is one of the things that's really amazing to me is people are finding the the social media space a place to to really get their faith, yeah. rather than yeah. just being dependent on the church. And many since COVID, I have found just are rejecting the church yeah. because of what it. it it has betrayed a lot of its trust. Would you agree?
4: Yeah, uh, I'm told 30% of the people haven't gone back to church since COVID. That, Wow. 30%. That's huge. Yeah. And I,
0: I don't know how you, I mean, I'm, I'm openly pretty critical of it. I mean, I, because I just, that's something that should never have happened. And no pastor should have shut his church down. That's right. And I, and it's been, it's been a hard thing for our nation, but I think it's again one of these things God just tends to do and says, all right, look, we're going to find out who's with me and who's got their eyes on me, that's pretty exa- much.
4: That's exactly right. He's separating the conforming church versus the remnant church. And uh, you see he's, he's separated. Uh, these churches that have shut down are, are never going to be the same again. Uh, they didn't stand forward with uh, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And uh, they're they're showing it. People are leaving them because of, of, of not standing up.
0: So how is this? how has these last year two years how has it
4: transformed you it has been a i think the most transforming for me is just the love of the people just seeing how much they love jesus how much you know like your show or our show that are touching them that they weren't touched before and uh, that's the blessing of you know the last two years we look at all the negative but this is a way of god shutting things down and, and for people to search search for truth and that's the biggest takeaway. I, I, I get such a beautiful uh, high, spiritual high, when I'm traveling because these people are just—they're crying, they're giving you hugs, and they're just—they're—they're they're either falling back in love with Jesus or uh, getting on fire or coming into the Lord. It's—it's it's absolutely amazing. Yeah, it
0: like, well, with 4,500 baptisms, right? Yes. I mean, that's. Impressive, yes. it really is, and, and congratulations on that too. I mean, that's I mean, it's God's blood, but it's just it's beautiful to it's, see. It's all God. Yeah. So, are you are you doing? Reg, you have a regular tour schedule, or just kind of random how you're doing this?
4: No, yeah, we, we go with General Flynn, so okay. we're uh, we're doing that, and next year we're gonna uh, probably do something with him more, uh, but we're gonna start t- tent revivals next year. Outstanding. So we're gonna travel the country and do at least four or five major tent revivals, uh, strategically throughout the country, and just. Bring people in and give them a lot of holy spirit and <laughs> praise music and Jesus and baptism
0: you can't get much better than that no, I think can't. this has been the one big and you said the generals and i and I would agree because again it's kind of strated down right, but what i people have opened their eyes again really thought that the only way forward was the trigger, yeah, which is exactly what they wanted that's that's Satan's hand right there yeah. And not embracing or understanding that true martial side of the sword of the spirit. Can yep. you talk a little bit about that?
4: Yeah, it's 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 the sword is his word. We have to rely on his word. He's the only thing that's going to get us through this. It's not going to be, uh, you know, marching in the street or uh, waiting for the military to save us or uh, Trump to save us. It's going to be him. Uh, he keeps telling me that uh, expect the unexpected. He's about ready to do something supernatural that. No man is going to be able to take credit for it. He's going to turn this Eagle Nation around uh, because of the faithful saints and uh, in prayer and, and, and repentance. And only he will be able to get the credit for this.
1: It is it's almost palpable,
0: especially when you're here. You can feel that, that energy just yeah. this building. You know, it's, uh, I, I'm always just me because I'm a little bit skeptic when I walk into events. And this whole trip, as I was sharing with you yesterday, has just been amazing. And Jesus has been right there. But walking in here and right off the bat, I mean, just like the moment I sat down we went live, I'm like, all right, Lord, I see this is where this is going to go. It has been, and I'm assuming that you're having similar here and other places.
4: Absolutely. You know, people are coming on and they're saying things that they would normally not say. I mean, we talked to General Flynn and you think, General Flynn, aren't you supposed to talk as a general? He's talking about his faith and how this is going to lead us out. And uh, it's just, it's absolutely amazing. That's a big shift for him. It is a huge shift for him.
0: Because I, I was in com- conversations with him early on. And, of course, I, I don't know if you know the story, but I was actually, he, he didn't know it even, that I was training his DIA guys when they were coming into country on the cultural indoctrination piece. Okay. And then I co-wrote, I wrote a paper with a symposium he put together. He did the intro. Again, we had crossed all these paths, finally met down in Anaheim for the first time, and yet we had zigzagged it throughout the whole time. But a big chi- shift, because he was still very much kind of the... You know we're gonna take it back one way or the other. Right. But that's I hope that sounds like you've had some good
4: influence. Well, I don't know. It's me, it's God. Uh, <laughs> but it's that, you know, it's not just General Flynn. It's General General Valerie, General McInerney, and other generals I I won't name because uh, I'm gonna keep it personal. But um, they're all they're all doing the same thing. It's I, I interviewed General McInerney before I came here, and he left it as it's all in Jesus Christ's hands.
0: Wow, that I mean that's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. Yep. You and I both know that. I mean that just doesn't. You don't see that in the leadership in the military. No, you don't. And you're you're Marine, right? I'm a Marine. Yep. Right. So I always say never stop being a Marine. You're always a Marine. Once a Marine, right. always a Marine. That's <laughs> right. Yeah.
4: I say ex-Marine a lot because people a civilian don't understand. Right. But I get corrected all the time. Once a Marine, always a right. Marine. Right. But
0: yeah. I I would argue even in the in the core you probably didn't see it this rich as it is now.
4: Oh, not even close.
0: Right, because I mean, we typically think of the core as, I, I, I guess I'd say that kind of that bastion of of constitutionality and love of God, yeah. especially the old core. Yeah. My uncle was old core. I mean, in, in that through and through, but even then I'd say what we're seeing today is profound in the change in the leadership in those generals and even across the ranks of people seeking God, finding Jesus in their life and really finding out that true power and nature of what they are. Would you agree? Yeah,
4: I agree with that. Not only the former generals that are still active that I mentioned, but We've interviewed a lot of lieutenant colonels uh, that have been fighting the jab uh, that they're going to you know lose their lose their pension be dishonorably discharged and every single one of them I mean every single one of them puts their faith in Jesus Christ that's why they're sticking up for this.
0: This is fantastic.
4: And these are current current officers. That's
0: huge. What is your thoughts on this whole thing with the 120,000 and that are looking at potentially being expelled from the military?
4: It's, it's, uh, it's a national security emergency. Yeah. We got to turn it around.
0: My, my position, I've said to people openly, that if you run into a soldier these days that has a dishonorable or general discharge and you find out he was related to not taking the jab, hire that man as fast as you can. Exactly. Because they are really heroes. They are heroes. They, they've stood, that, that's, that's the sort that we want that understand that enemy foreign domestic. That's right. And that's been a hard one for soldiers. Yep. It's uh, And I, I think some of it, and I get your opinion on it, but I think some of it relates, not. I mean, obviously there's the obedience and command, but the severing of the depth of relationship to God in our ranks has created a confusion for a lot of the soldiers on whose order they should follow.
4: Right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's, it's unconstitutional what, they, what they're trying to make them do. And uh, God bless them. They're standing up. I mean, you're talking about, you know, lieutenant colonels who have been in the, in the Marines 19 years, and they're at the highest levels of, of all their scores, and they're talking about dishonorably discharging them, taking away their pension. That It's just absolutely amazing. You just talk about the military experience alone leaving our military. That's, that's devastating in itself. Yes. But to do that after serving our country for 19 years. It's criminal. It's
0: criminal. They went so far with special operations that they told them that if they didn't take the jab, they would have to repay every cent of the training they were given. Well, you and I both know that ranks into millions of dollars. That's right. It, 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 the, the leverage they put on them was just unhuman. But That's right. I, I, this is where we default back to, to our relationship in, in, our, in God and in Christ because it's you just have to have some trust here that the justice will be delivered. That's right. Healing, big issue. I think that w- my personal opinion, where, we've, where we're arriving at, we're getting a lot of great medical insight into this job. We're seeing a lot of damage, obviously tremendous death the rates are high, yeah. but ultimately do you, do you not agree or do you agree that? I mean, the only way the only way I think we're going to learn in this is that it's healing through the body of Christ. That's right. I mean, it's, just, it's going to be that hard pill that people have to swallow and say, look, you got to make a choice now. This is the valley of decision.
4: Exactly. It's exactly true. He's our great physician. We put our trust and hope in
0: him. Isn't that something? I mean, how far we've gone from corporate hospitals, literally in two years, corporate hospitals, to now we have people looking to Christ going, okay, heal me.
4: That's right. Yep. <laughs> yep. I think
0: that's pretty much God's hand.
4: And new, and new uh, doctors, brave frontline doctors, like Dr. Tenpenny, starting their own practices, and Dr. Stella Manuel starting their own practices and putting Jesus out there bypassing the, the, the hospital system.
0: Isn't that amazing? It's amazing. It really is. Yeah, we've, we've seen a lot of, we've got a, even a new, there's a new one out, he's doing telemed mm-hmm. and um, this is a friend of mine and he's he's out here having done that for special operations and he finally threw his foot down and said, I didn't fight my wars to do this. That's right. So I'll plant my flag on bringing this to the people. So we we're seeing tremendous developments and this. True. It's fantastic. Well, Pastor Dave, thank you.
4: Hey, it's a pleasure. Always to see you. Just your smile radiates and gets me in a good mood. I love
0: it. (laughs) This has been nothing but a Jesus weekend, I'm telling you. And for me, I've got another. I've got about another three weeks of travel through the country, just doing small stops. Like, not quite as small as your stops, but just seeing people and just talking Jesus. That's, That's all. Right. It's, it's just fantastic. That's what it's all about is It is Jesus. It, it can't get better. Yep. Jesus is king. <laughs> well, God bless you.
4: God bless you. Thank <laughs> you so much, my friend. <laughs> thank you. We'll thank talk, you. we'll talk to you soon. Okay. All right.
0: Bye-bye. Patriots, that was Pastor Dave, his glory. The Great channel if you want to watch it. So, Patriots, that concludes tonight's interviews. Let's pray. Father, we thank you each day that we have the opportunity to come together here in fellowship to listen to the voices of those that are trying to bring this nation and restore this nation back to its roots, to bring you back on the throne and Christ in our hearts. Father, we're blessed with the many Patriot voices out here that continue to sow seeds, physically getting their hands dirty and spiritually getting into the action. Guide us and protect us in these times. Give us the strength of the, of the nation to see clearly in the ways ahead and let us, always and continually seek an intimate relationship with Jesus. And we say these things in Christ's holy name. Amen. So, Patriots, keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God will always win. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. Walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Mission forward. Patriots, have a very blessed evening. I'll see you back for Fishers of Men tonight. Until then, or until the next time, God bless, and out
5: for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty.